This is episode number 400, When the Best Decision is Not to Make Any Decision, with Lydia. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I just want to thank everyone who goes and gives the show a review and a rating. If you haven't done that, I'd so appreciate it. It helps the show grow. It helps other people learn about the show, and it just really means a lot to me. Also, if you're not on my email list, I encourage you to hop over to christinehasser.com, take my free coaching assessment, which is a really awesome process that I guide you through, and get on my email list. That's where I keep you informed about the podcast, but also let you know other things I'm up to, including the free coaching webinar that I'm doing on May 15th. So make sure you're signed up at christinehasler.com. Also, my women's retreat is coming up in October. I'm so excited for this. I just did a group coaching call last week on the sister wound, and it was so moving. So many women were there. So many women raised their hands to talk about friendship wounds they had, wounds with their mother, wounds with their sister, their actual sister. And it became more and more obvious to me that women's work is so needed. It's so needed to heal our sister wound, to fulfill that that need that we have to connect with other women. And my women's retreat is not just about healing your sister wound. It's something that will happen. We, we all have them to some degree or another. And maybe you have amazing friends. Maybe you actually don't have wounding with other women. But I bet you, if you came to the retreat, you discover even a stronger connection to the feminine, to your fellow sisters, to yourself, and you'd make lifelong friends. The retreat really covers everything. Grief, anger, loss, confusion, wanting a more spiritual connection, wanting deeper friendships, wanting a retreat for yourself to have exquisite self-care. You come in Friday, you leave Sunday, a not a transformed person. That's one way to say it. I think a more authentic and true way to say it is you are more of who you actually are. You really are more of who you actually are. There's so many masks that we put on and so many protective patterns we get into and so many habitualized patterns we get into and we lose sense of who we truly are. Sometimes that's a survival pattern, sometimes because we just get so busy in the day to day and this retreat will bring you home, back home to who you are. Our early bird discount is still applicable. If you want to save money, you can apply now. Go to christinehauser.com slash signature retreat. Fill out the application. If you have any questions, Jill will hop on a phone call with you. And I'm really hoping that I see you in October in beautiful San Diego, still one of my favorite places in the world. So this call is about pausing and not deciding. I often like to use the word choice rather than decide because decide has that root of side, which means to kill off something, suicide, genocide, homicide. And sometimes it can feel, oh my gosh, if I decide something, what am I losing? Choice feels more empowering. So I really like to use that word. And sometimes the best choice is not to make a choice at all. So as you're listening to this call, consider, is there something you're trying to decide or choose about like a relationship or whether or not you should leave a job and you just can't get clarity, just don't know. You can talk yourself into either direction. 
Are you grieving? Did you just lose someone that is important to you and is clouding your ability to choose? Did you go through a breakup or a job loss where you felt a sense of rejection and it's really, really hit your self-confidence? Finally, do you like to control? Do you like to know? Do you like to have answers? So being in that in-between of just pausing and not making a choice, it can be a little wobbly for you. So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Lydia. Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor for the week, which is Air Doctor. I love Air Doctor air purifiers. I have one in Athena's bedroom. Tells you how much I trust it. Air Doctor filters out dangerous contaminants and allergens so your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor uses an ultra HEPA filter that's been independently tested to remove 99.99% percent of tested bacteria and viruses. Now this is super important for me because especially as we come into summer in Texas, summer in Texas is like our winter. We have to stay inside a lot of the time because it gets really freaking hot here. I hate it. And I want to make sure my air quality is really good inside. And so Air Doctor is the filter I use. The Air Doctor Classic 3000 purifier is powerful enough to circulate air in a 630 foot plus square foot room, four times per hour. And plus the new Air Doctor 2000 is the first affordable air purifier that not only virtually removes 100% of airborne particles, but also the vast majority of toxic ozone, volatile organic compounds, and gas in indoor environment. Essentially, it's a smaller, but still very powerful Air Doctor. So Americans spend 90% of our time indoors. That's so sad. And indoor air can be two to five times more polluted than outdoor air. And with Air Doctor, there's no need to worry about the noise. They also have a blackout feature, so there's no light. They use their exclusive professional whisper jet fans that are 30% quieter than the fans found in ordinary air purifiers. So here is your call to action. Air Doctor comes with a no questions asked 30 day money back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctor.com and use promo code over it. And depending on the model, you'll receive up to 35% off. That's a lot, up to 35% off. But only if you go to Air Doctor Pro, A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use promo code over it. All right, and now on to my coaching call with Lydia. Lydia, welcome to the show. How can I help? Thank you so much for having me. So a lot has changed in my life the last, I'd say, year. I am engaged. I'm planning a wedding for a year from now. Also, my mother passed away Mm. about a year ago. And a few weeks ago, I got laid off from my job and I'm also planning to move. (laughs) That is a lot in a short amount of time. Yes. Yes. So the last few weeks, I would say I have been finding myself judging my partner and having doubts and fears about getting married. And I'm the one planning the wedding myself. And so I found myself kind of halting any sort of contract signing to move that process forward and kind of in a place where, yeah, I'm really reflecting on my relationship with him. We've Mm -hmm. been together for about four years and suddenly I'm kind of questioning if it's the right thing. I could keep talking for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Well, there's really nothing wrong with questioning. There's always Mm -hmm. a purpose in it. And I think when we're in that place of doubt, 
of questioning, it's really great to explore it. You know, a lot of times what happens when there's so much change happening, it can, well, it does one of, we can do many things, but the two patterns I notice is it can put us in more of a fight or flight survival-based response, which can be really activating and we can come from more the emotional reactive part of our brain, or it can really put our priorities and our values right in our face and make us really question anything that's not in alignment. Mm -hmm. So which one of those do you think is happening for you? This is tough because I feel like the person he is, is in alignment. And I find myself judging and questioning him based on superficial things like is he tall enough? Am I always going to be attracted to him? Does he make, are we going to make enough money? Things like that, where I even feel guilty saying that out loud. Mm -hmm. Well, everybody has those thoughts about their partner. Well, most people, let's just say, because when we're super close to a big commitment like that, we do start questioning because fear comes up. So what are you afraid of? You just, you just had a big loss in your life. Yes. Uh, I think I'm, yeah, I don't, I think I'm worried maybe that we moved in together over COVID and that felt like the right thing. And then I went through that huge loss and that through that loss is when we decided to get engaged because my mom had always asked me when we were going to get married and I kind of would always shrug it off and say, not now we're on him and I are on the same page about this. We're not in a rush. And then when she passed, it kind of made us say, what are we waiting for? Mm -hmm. And so when we made that step, I feel like now it's been a year since the loss and I'm kind of coming out of that. Mm -hmm you know, the depths of that in a way. And, mm-hmm. and now I'm questioning, is this really what I want? Or is mm-hmm. it just what felt comforting in mm-hmm. this t- during the time? It's a good question. And that's very different than superficial concerns. That's a very mm-hmm. legitimate, authentic concern. And so what is the rush? Mm-hmm. There isn't one really, cause we don't, I'm not ready to have kids anytime soon. Yeah. So you've been through a bunch of change. You're about to move. You're going through job transition. You grieved one of the most important, substantial people in your life, and you're probably still grieving and will be. To me, trying to decide right now is just putting added stress on you. And, and another pattern that can happen is that when there's so much change and grief and there's a lot of emotion. Our mind will come up with something to try to decide about, to get fixated about, to think about, to keep us out of our heart, to keep us out of our emotional somatic body. And Mm -hmm. so my recommendation for you would just be to take the pressure off setting a date. You said you don't have a date yet, right? We actually do. And I signed a contract with a photographer and a DJ. Those are the only two that I committed to. Okay. Okay. And what was the deposit? How much will you lose? 2,500 right now. Each or total? Total. Okay. And is in the contract, if you change the date or postpone it, do you still lose the deposit or is it transferable to a later date? 
Um, I would have to double check since it's so far in advance. I imagine that I would get some back. Great. And what date did you set? April 6th of next year. Okay. So my recommendation is still the same. You're not really in a place to make this choice right now. How do you feel when I say that? My body feels calm Mm -hmm. and my mind is still spinning. Like I thought about this before the call and I, part of me just wants to either do it or run completely. Mm -hmm. And where do you think that response is coming from? That part of you, what part of you is that? That wants to either do it or run? That sounds like a fight or flight response. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what does your heart want? I feel like it wants him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this pressure to, do I want him forever? It feels like a lot of pressure right now. It's okay that your heart wants him right now. But this whole, do I want him forever? is a difficult question to be asking when you're going through so much change. What was your relationship with your mother like? Hmm. Some emotions coming up. That's okay. Um, We, I'd say we were relatively close, but she had a lot of challenges that as I became a healthier adult, I had to distance myself from her. Mm -hmm. Do you mind sharing what some of those challenges were? She didn't live a healthy lifestyle and had a lot of health problems and kind of created a life where she was kind of a recluse and didn't really leave her house too much. And was really bitter about her divorce and a lot of other things. So um, I'd say she was always there for me as much as she could. But the more I've kind of learned about myself is that she wasn't really always there in a lot of ways. Um, Yeah. But she was, yeah, she tried. What was your relationship like as she was dying? Did you know she was going to pass? Was it a sickness or was it sudden? Uh, kind of both. It happened over a month. And so I was in and out of the hospital and I, it was complications due to a health problem. And so I kind of had to step up and lead the situation in the hospital because they continued to treat her when they didn't ask her and she wasn't in a place where she could really speak up for herself. So I feel like her and I are kind of intuitively connected. And she told me, in her own way that she was done. And so I had to stand up for her and make that happen for her. That's a really big choice and a really big thing to have to do as a daughter. Mm -hmm. Can you see why making another really big choice feels really hard right now? Yes. 
I'm not sure. Well, maybe you have, maybe you haven't heard me say on the show, there's two deaths of our parents. We have to grieve their actual physical transition and then the death of the ideal of what we always wanted them to be. And you're grieving both right now. And choosing a partner when your own issues with your parents and your grief around your parents isn't resolved or at least somewhat processed through is tricky because all the fear and all the hurt from our relationship with our parents, and we haven't even talked about your dad, gets projected onto our primary relationship with a partner as an adult. So again, my, and not, I've only been talking to you for 10 minutes, but my recommendation based on just intuition and experience is to give yourself some grace from needing to make this decision about your relationship. Because to me, it is a distraction from what you actually really need to focus on, which is grieving your mom, both her death and the life you didn't have with her. So what comes up for you when I say that? I feel like I really have. I I feel like I've really, I had the opportunity to work from home with this last role. And I, as much as I could feel like I allowed myself to feel that. And I did get some coaching and therapy around that in my relationship with her, even before she passed. Um, Okay, great. And why do you think you're having trouble with this decision about your fiance? I wonder about if, if some of it come, the timing is interesting that I'm having all the doubts in correlation with my losing my job. Like now when I was focused on many things, I feel like suddenly I'm super focused on him and is he good enough when maybe really I'm not feeling good enough. How did the job transition trigger you not feeling good enough? I was let go with 20% of the company, which was only about six people since it's a small company. And... I felt rejected and there were some things there. Like I got promoted a while ago and one of the partners didn't agree with it. And I stood up for myself and I feel like that didn't help me in the situation of them choosing because I didn't agree with how it was spoken to. And so even though I feel good about standing up for myself, I still feel rejected in that it was their choice to let me go. And I'm kind of trying to pivot my career a little bit. So stepping into that power mm-hmm. is something I'm trying to do now. It sounds like you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. since you, you spoke up. You know, mm-hmm. it seems like there's a big theme here of things and people not showing up for you in the way that you wanted them to or expected them to. Mm-hmm be it mom, job, 
or fiance. And there's a real disappointment in that. When you say that, I, I totally agree with the mom and job, but the fiance, he's been nothing but fantastic with how he treats me and how he showed up for me during this time. Mm, that's great. That's great. So again, why do you think you're doubting him? (laughs) (sighs) My little girl is scared. Yeah. You know, like I said, I, I just feel like there's just so much change and so much grief because the job loss is grief too. Mm-hmm. And I'm so proud of you for all the work that you've done in grieving your mom. And it's there's probably a little more because that's grief. It's not a we're ever done type of thing. And as your life goes on, there will be moments where you have a wave come over you. And a part of grief is just missing the person and loving them and appreciating them. Or, you know, if down the road you have a child you might have grief that your mother will never meet that child. You know, that's what I mean. It's not like a, we're complete with it Mm -hmm. type of thing, but grief isn't bad because it's just an expression of love. And I understand your relationship with your mom was complex on some levels, but it also sounds like you love her. There was love there. And, Mm -hmm. but this, the thing that um, can happen, Lydia, when we have, a situation where we didn't really feel like a parent was taking care of us because they were taking care of, couldn't take care of themselves is this um, over responsibility and this like always kind of needing to know and always have things in order. And what I, I keep coaching you towards and where there's resistance, I mean, you're not outwardly resisting me, but where I'm feeling the resistance <laughs> is like there's resistance towards just letting yourself be. And letting yourself not make a decision. And what that tells me is there wasn't really ever safety established in your system of like, you could just be, you could just relax Mm -hmm. and things were taken care of. And I don't just think it's, it's the job, it's mom's death, it's the impending wedding, like it's all of the things. And to me, your biggest healing opportunity right now is just to go, you know what? (sighs) There's a lot of unknown in my life right now. And that's okay. But it's really triggering for a person whose inner child never felt like they could just breathe and things would be handled for them because there was never safety set up in the nervous system. So that's why I keep coming back to just take, like decide not to decide right now. This isn't the time. Like allow yourself to be in the unknown and allow yourself to have a relationship with the unknown and just be in the present moment as much as you can. That's the healing opportunity. You have an opportunity to establish safety in your nervous system in the right here and now versus the needing to know in order to feel better, in order to get safety, which mm-hmm. is basically the need to control. Absolutely. That's my invitation to you. Just like be like, okay, I'm going to decide not to decide. And you can put a date on your calendar. Sometimes a good thing is to six months from now, put a date on your calendar of like, think about wedding again and just decide not to decide about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember when I was in my late thirties and I was 
maybe I've told this story on the podcast before. I can't remember. It's been so many years that I've done this. I can't remember which stories I've told, but I had, you know, frozen my eggs at 33 or 34, something like that. And I was in my late thirties and I just kept thinking, well, I haven't met anyone. Do I need to just do this on my own? Like, and I kept thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. And I was like, I just don't know. I need to decide not to decide. So I put a date on my calendar in 2018 of when I was going to think about whether or not I wanted to have a kid or not on my own. And by then I'd met my now husband, but it, I really decided not to decide because I knew I had that date on my calendar of when I was going to think about it again. So mm-hmm. come up with some way, some agreement with yourself of when you'll start thinking about this again. And until then don't and work on establishing safety in your nervous system when there's unknown. Okay. Because that was, you missed out on that. Like if you have a parent that isn't doing self-care, they're not going to be taking care of you that much and you're not going to feel too much safety in your nervous system. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So I know this isn't some prolific coaching, basically telling you don't do anything, but that's actually really hard (laughs) for you. Yes. I think that's why I wanted to either do it or not because it's like that control and making that decision. And that's the survival pattern. So it's like you get to be with that little one inside, that little girl inside, and let her know, sweetheart, it's okay. We don't have to choose right now. We can take a breath. There's no pressure here. There's no pressure. It's all going to be okay. There's no pressure. We can just enjoy our relationship. We can think about this six months from now and see where we are. And I think without the pressure to control more clarity will come. And by being in the right here and now, not trying to control the future, any emotion or subconscious stuff or anything else that needs to come up right now for your highest good will. But if you're in this grasping and needing to control and needing to decide, you'll repress all that. So you said I'll repress what's coming up for my highest good. Yes. If you're too in your head and too needing to control. Yes. But if we're just in the surrender of the unknown, then what needs to unfold will. Okay. Make sense? Yes, it does. So can you commit with me that you're just not going to think about this for six months? And when you think about it, you just you put a date on your calendar. Let's say it's, I don't know, October 7th. I can't calculate six months from now. Maybe it's November. I don't know, but whatever six months from now is, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you say, oh, I'm going to think about that on November 7th or whatever. And you bring yourself back to right here, right now, all is well. I don't need to decide. I don't need to control. I'm safe. Mm-hmm. Just try that for me. Okay. How do, you, how do you feel? Of course, what's coming to mind is disappointing people. Yep. And you get to be with that. <laughs> <laughs> you get to be with that and work through that because that's a really good thing to work through sooner rather than later. Because when we care so much about disappointing people, the people we end up disappointing most are ourselves. Mm-hmm. You get to focus on you. You get to take care of you. That's part of self-care. It's not just eating right. 
It's having boundaries, honoring our truth, and taking care of ourselves. Got it? Yes. Does this help? <sighs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know it may not be what you want to hear, but sometimes what we want to hear is not what we need to hear. And you have total free will and you can make whatever choice you want. This is just merely a suggestion. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lydia, for calling in and sharing what is a really, for lack of a better word, loaded time for you. There's just a lot going on. Death of mom, confusion about relationship, loss of job. And what I just kept coming back to in this episode is there's not a choice to make right now. When there's so much change, when there's grief, it takes a while to find our footing. You know, I remember before I gave birth, people were like, oh, it takes about a year to feel like you're, even start to feel like yourself again. And I thought, eh, now I know myself. I'll be quicker than that. I'm 14 months out and I'm still like, uh, (laughs) when do I start feeling like myself a little bit more? So in those transitions, in those times of when just there's so much change, major decisions can be tricky. And the part of us that likes to control, that likes to know things, that likes to have all our I's dotted and our T's crossed can really have a hard time with just being in that place of, oh, what do I do? And so my encouragement to Lydia wasn't profound. It was just pause, just wait, just allow the feelings to come up about the job and about mom. And I always giggle to myself when someone says, well, I've done that. I've grieved. And I'm not laughing at, I'm laughing with, because it's my pet peeve. When one of my coaches or practitioners says to me, oh, you have more work to do on this. I'm like, I've freaking done it. (laughs) It can be so frustrating, but often we can see what others can't. And I know that grief is one of those things that just, it just takes a while. And even if we don't have a super close relationship with our parent, it can bring up all kinds of things. And so choosing a life partner, it can feel like a lot, can feel like a lot. And so I was just encouraging Lydia, give yourself some space, give yourself some time. Maybe the time right now is really better spent focusing on what do you want to do for your career? How do you get that confidence back? Because going into a marriage, you really want to feel like you're your best self. You really want to feel like you're on you're on purpose. You're clear about who you are and you're joining lives with someone from that place. And like Lydia even acknowledged, she didn't want this to make this decision from grief or from, well, I want something in my life that's secure. So that's why I just encouraged her to pause. After we stopped recording, she asked, well, what, how should I tell my partner? And my answer to her was, well, just be super honest. And if you can't be honest with the person that you think you're going to marry, it's probably not the person that you want to marry. Honesty microscopic truth in relationship is so important without blame, without judgment, with love, just sharing vulnerably, hey, this is how I'm feeling. And I just need some space. I just need some time because there's a lot going on. And I just need the dust to settle a little bit so that I can move into this next chapter of our life, whatever that looks like, with clarity. And, you know, Lydia's got to find her own words from that. But for any of you that are really in a place of indecision. You can either, you know, rip off the band-aid and be like, okay, it's either yes or no. Let me just choose. 
Or you can go, you know what? There's a lot going on. And my recommendation would be, if your life is pretty steady right now, if you're not going through grief, if you're not going through a big change, however, you can't make a choice, you might just be scared of change. And you might just need to jump in the pool instead of trying to edge your way in and just make the choice. Now, if your life is just, there's a lot of chaos, there's a lot of change, there's a lot of uncertainty, making another big choice, that's when I'm encouraging you to pause. All right, everyone, that's the show for today. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Don't forget to go to christinehasler.com slash signature retreat and get your application in for my women's retreat before the early bird discount goes away. Until next time, everybody. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Bye.